You're listening to Cosplay Bites, the podcast that takes a closer look at the world of cosplay, conventions, and all the nerdy bits and bites. Brought to you by the Lightning Palace and proudly sponsored by Anchor. Join me as I discuss a variety of topics and conventions alongside the joy of bringing your favorite characters to life. All right, let's get this thing started. Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, Blue Lightning here for another episode of Cosplay Bites, the show all about cosplay, going to conventions, and exploring the whole fandom culture. Um, just a quick little um, admin stuff before we get started. Um, if you wanted to look over on my blog for Lightning Palace, um, the posts are still coming in. Uh, I definitely have noticed that there haven't been a lot of cosplays to share as far as like from conventions because of the whole pandemic going on. So but if you wanted to go over to it right now, you can look at features on cosplayers such as uh, Fudgy Monsters uh, Pharaoh Yami from Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, my game review on Paper Mario The Origami King. And then we've got people like Azura Cosplay as PS5-chan, uh, Kupo's Nessa from Pokemon Sword and Shield, as well as upcoming features on um, Intraventus. I'm doing a little special post about her. And Misiaglo's uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 Kyrie. And with that, we're going to hop on over to um, a little shout-out to my patrons over on my patreon uh thank you as always to uh kendall nicole marie jean noah mink the Seder, katyuska moonfox oh my sophie coralia jade and shaylin so that's all done and yeah i've just been really excited to um do this episode because of the recent events that have been going on so um, as I mentioned in um, previous episodes, you know, with the current state of the world right now and how conventions have pretty much been canceled throughout the rest of the year, but some have been uh, trying to take the initiative to create this sort of like online convention that people can watch from home. Um, and I know that I've mentioned how um, companies like Blizzard has already done that before with their BlizzCon virtual ticket, where they would just be able to like log into their computers and I guess through certain sites I want to say maybe Twitch was the main one that they use um, where they would stream the entire event um, or like E3 perfect example um, they would do that too using Twitch to live stream like various talks with various developers or showcasing like the major press conference that Sony and Microsoft would have, and like Nintendo would have their direct on their YouTube channel and whatnot. So, online conventions, they're not a foreign concept, but they may start becoming a little bit more uh, present due to what's going on. So, what happened was, you know, we got the unfortunate news that uh, New York Comic Con did get canceled. Um, I was sort of expecting it i think everyone everyone was um it was just a matter of time like when are they going to announce it like when is this going to happen so what they're doing or what they've already done is sort of like a test run is that they've developed um something called uh the read pop metaverse 
it is a completely online convention, so to speak, where um, they would basically, they were uploading a bunch, and I mean a bunch of panels ranging from like anime panels to uh, comic panels. There were even cosplay panels with cosplayers such as, um, <clears throat> uh, you had Annie Mia um, detailing... Let's see what I'm trying to. I'm I'm literally on the website right now, like like um scrolling down their website. Um, like Animia had a cosplay masterclass. Um, there was a question and answer edition with Ivy Doom Kitty. Um, Yaya Han had a book reading and Q and A on her uh, new book that just came out, The World of Cosplay, which I want to talk about um later on because I did get it. And I actually finished reading it yesterday, and uh, it was pretty, pretty amazing. Like a like a really fantastic book, and I definitely want to mention that later on in this episode. But uh, yeah, there were like film and TV panels, uh, gaming panels, book panels, and they were just all like back to back. Like from this was last weekend, from the August thirteenth to the sixteenth, and it was just my YouTube subscription feed was just like filled with all of their panels that um they were done live, and then they were just like saved as like a vod to their channel. But then not only that, um, yeah, they had they had their sort of cosplay guests that held their panels, and then on this website, um, you could also like go to like an artist alley panel and like an exhibitor panel. And then you you could just look up the exhibitor that you wanted to find, and then it would just give you a link straight to their website. So I actually did a little bit of digging to prep for when I go on a giant spending spree during what would have been New Year Comic Con weekend, like I always do. So I actually have like a couple of prints uh, set up to grab uh, later on in the year. So this whole metaverse thing, um, it was it was sort of like a test run because they're actually going to have it again during New York Comic Con. So I'm very uh, excited and like looking forward to it. Um, you know, the website was very the website is very easy to follow. Um, you could like hop in a Discord channel server. Um, they have like their own Repop merchandise shop. You could. <laughs> I'm actually we're gonna have this right now. Oh my gosh, no way. You could actually buy a Comic Con badge for the metaverse. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, you get your mugs, your dice, shirts, pins, all that stuff. Um, various companies would be having special deals, and um there weren't I mean, aside from the cosplay panel that I tuned in to watch, there wasn't really much that interested me, so to speak, but it seemed like to have been a, a good hit. And um, I was just very interested in how it was all run. But then came along another online convention that happened yesterday um, known as the uh, DC Fandom. And that was something I was very impressed in with the um, with the quality of the show and like the quality of like the production level. So um, let me get my thoughts here going. Um, 
So what it was, was DC Fandom, they had its own special site where it was just a continuous one long live stream of various panels. Um, this was mainly geared towards, so it was later found out that um, this metaverse, or no, not the metaverse, this fandom convention uh, was going to be split into two parts. One part was held yesterday, and the other part was going to be held it's going to be held in September. And it looks like that the one in September is going to be mostly geared on maybe the comic side of DC Comics because a lot of the stuff that we found in the fandom yesterday was a lot of movie panels and a lot of gaming panels for upcoming games. So I guess, based on one of the presentations that I was watching, I guess that you know they had the various... Um, hardcore DC fans from like all over the globe um, acting as like a presenter for these certain sections. So um, <clears throat> I'm guessing that they were sent like a giant green screen and it was all, um, I don't know if it was all live or if it was all pre-recorded, but uh, what you had was, um, I remember it was a Wonder Woman 1984 panel where you had most of the cast, including the director, Patty Jenkins. So you have, like, Gal, you had Chris Pine, you had Pedro Pascal, uh, Kristen Wiig, all of them, like, discussing the film. You had, I think I, when I tuned in at one point, you had um, the OG Wonder Woman, uh, Linda Carter, pop in to say a few words about the film and just about this iteration of Wonder Woman as well. And um, it was really cool. Um, they ended it with a brand-new trailer. Um, and then you had like other films, like, um, I didn't catch it, but I believe there was an Aquaman, like behind the scenes look at the film. Um, there was a Shazam panel where the new, um, title for the next Shazam movie got revealed. Um, there was a small little like motion comic thing for the upcoming Black Adam movie with, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Um, it ended as it would, as it, as expected, it ended with the upcoming, uh, Batman movie starring, uh, Robert Pattinson, directed by Matt Reeves, and, uh, that trailer sold me, and I think it's gonna be an awesome film, like, movie to watch, like, I'm excited to see how the movie is being portrayed, and it would confirm that it got no, no relation to, um, the current DC, like, EU, like, Snyderverse, Justice Week kind of thing. So it's its own little thing. Um, they talked about The Flash and his upcoming movie, where it's being um, set up to open up the multiverse. In which case, I mean, it was confirmed, sort of, that, um, like, Ben Affleck was going to be returning as Batman after this whole stint where he was, like, hanging up the cape. But then there was one preview of... I guess concept art image of the Flash in rocking his new costume, next to what I then later found out would be uh, Michael Keaton's Batman from way back, and so that's, I mean, if it's gonna uh, bust open the doors to the multiverse, then um, I'm here for it. So I'm looking forward to see how that movie played out. Um, some of these panels were long like 20-ish minutes some of them were like short 10 minute spurts 
Um, the gaming panels were ones that I was mostly excited about. Um, so you had two of them. Uh, one of them was by WB Games Montreal, and it was teed that it was going to be another Batman game um, centered around the Court of Owls storyline from the New 52, which I really enjoyed. Um, the trailer dropped, and it was revealed to be um, Gotham Knights, which has this whole story centered around, you know, Bruce Wayne is dead from an attack, so he's leaving it to the extended Bat family to pick up the mantle and help protect Gotham. So that includes, you know, you got Batgirl, uh, Tim Drake's Robin, Red Hood, and my boy Nightwing. And you're going to play it all of them. So I am extremely hyped about how this game is going to play out. And then towards the end of the panel, or not the the end of the, the fandom, um, you had Rocksteady um, debut uh, a mostly CGI trailer for their upcoming game, um, <clears throat> which was, um, again, revealed beforehand as a Suicide Squad game uh, titled Suicide Squad uh, Kill the Justice Week. So that trailer... Um, it sold me on mainly with the um, dialogue and the humor between the team members. So you have, uh, you got Harley Quinn, uh, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, and King Shark as the main four for this game. Um, I mean, graphically, it looks good. Um, the bummer news is that it's not coming up for another two years. Um, so it'll be like... It, it, it is set to be a next-gen title. So I'm going to expect maybe we're going to get new sprinkled in throughout the next couple of years until it's released. Like, I'm thinking major conferences like E3 will be, like, prime spots to um, show off more of the game. Um, before I forget, as I was talking about this game, um, they also had a panel for the upcoming new Suicide Squad movie with um, directed by James Gunn and his giant cast of actors and people that are being in this movie. It was a very funny panel. Um, they didn't show off a trailer, more so they showed off um, a like behind the scenes like vignette of how filming had been going. Um, I guess one of the, well, one of the main takeaways was that they revealed, aside from the mainstays from the previous film like returning as their original character, all the other hero or villains, I should say, that are going to be a part of this movie. And I only recognize, oh gosh, one name, two names, because it's a lot, lot, lot of C-list people that I've never even heard of. Like, Nathan Fillion's playing someone named TDK. I have no idea who that is. Um, Michael Rooker's playing Savant. No idea who that is. You got James Gunn's brother. He's playing Weasel. I, I feel like I've heard that before. No idea who that is. <laughs> the, only per the only villain I know in this movie is The Thinker because of his portrayal in a previous season of The Flash. And that's being played by uh, Peter Capaldi, who most people would know as um, the last iteration of Doctor Who. I think that's a genius casting. 
Like I'm ex- I'm I'm excited to see how this movie is and how how everyone's gonna play off of each other. Um but yeah, it was just like throughout this whole live stream, you were in like various separate domes titled with the fandom, like makes sense. And like all like very, very, very colorful and um related to whatever topic they were talking about. Like they had um like a uh, a legacy of the bat panel, um, you know, all the movie panels. You had a point where uh, Jim Lee was reviewing like artist portfolios of hopeful like artists that wanted to make it into the comic industry, um, and this was a twenty four hour event, which I guess meant that uh, you know after it ended, like uh, I want to say it started around like two two-ish in the afternoon yesterday once it ended after the batman panel then it like recycled over like a greatest hits kind of thing like encore presentations of each panel for those that lived on the other side of the globe different time changes and whatnot so and that so that's going to be repeated uh sometime in september and i I was very impressed. Um, you know, like every all the panelists were like speaking from their homes or wherever the hell they were with webcams and whatnot. Um, there wasn't there wasn't any technical difficulties from what I saw. Um, I'm 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 curious if this is going to be a perfect like. Between this and the metaverse that Repop held, uh, I'm wondering if these are going to be like sort of like templates for how other conventions could do it online. Like, I'm curious if how maybe Marvel has been taking notes while watching this whole DC um, fandom presentation. Um, but I'm just going to like quickly. Oh, so like I'm going over to the DC fandom site and yep, yep, still going. It, it's cycling through um, all the um, previous panel that happened yesterday to make it fully like 24 hours. Um, yeah, this was uh, I was very impressed at how both of these conventions were run. Um, again, they're they're poised to seem like they were, you know, they're probably going to be repeated by other um, organizations and companies should this um, current situation continue to go on past 2020. Um, I hope not. But uh, we're going to have to just wait and see how it all plays out. Um, so next, what I wanted to talk about briefly um I made the mistake of not having the book with me. I'd have to go grab it quick, but um, <laughs> I could do that. Yeah. But, hmm. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm actually going to go grab the book, like, real quick. Hang on a second. All right, I'm back. So I got the book. Um, So for those tuning in, like, at this point, I don't know how or why um so i'm mainly talking about briefly um yaya han's new cosplay book that she put out um titled world of cosplay and yeah i i finished reading it yesterday um 
I would, I admittedly like skimmed through part of it. Well, parts of it, mainly certain sections um, titled, I'll, I'll get into it, but if it, it's basically like an examination of like the fandom culture and how cosplay was cultivated um, from the early days of like sci-fi and like steampunk conventions. Um, how Yaya got her start um, with what started as going to conventions um, and like selling her art in like artist alley and like auctioning it off at certain events. Um, she goes into her love of anime, um, her various, you know, cosplays she wore, um, from building her, as she called it, as she called it, like a cosplay empire, um, from like the Heroes of Cosplay show to, you know, her deals with Michaelis and Joanne and like getting like her line of fabrics into the stores plus, like, her own, like, approval on, like, Dremel rotary tools and, like, HD foam. And then she goes around um, mentioning other cosplayers that have helped, like, um, in, turn, in terms of various um, sort of, like, grouping the types of cosplayers. So you had, like, she mentioned um, people like um, Punished Props and Kamui cosplay as sort of, like, the educational side of cosplay with all of their um you know their armor making books their painting books their the foam smith trilogy um <clears throat> see they um she goes into like the 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 um the cosplay entertainers which i think are, are the ones that a lot of us are known about with their like the various patreon the various only fans you know, people like Meg Turney, Jessica Negri, those types of cosplayers. Um, mentioning how cosplayers have done, like, concept art for their own design and how that's transitioned to real life. So, I think the one I'm looking at, like, right now, um, I'm looking at um, Gladzy K's, like, um, Mythic Armor... Uh, Overwatch redesign and that group that happened um, at Katsukon, I want to say it was last year. Um, <coughs> and then, like, sprinkled in, like, towards the end of each part. So, like, the book would divide into five parts. And towards the end, they would have these little, like, Yaya's advice sections from, you know, building your cosplay to, um, just mainly to get um, people that aren't familiar or that want to get into cosplay, like, this is how you could do it. So, like, um, there's, like, a part on sewing, part on foaming, um, making patterns. And then she goes into, like, the, um, I guess, like, the social aspect of cosplay um, with, um, you know, how to navigate conventions, how to do photo shoots, um um, going on touchy subjects such as, uh, you know, racism in cosplay, uh, blackface in cosplay, um, dealing with social media, how to handle negativity, turning it into a positive. Um, and then she goes about, like, how to become a sort of, like, quote-unquote professional cosplayer, like, how to do it as a career slash living, which is 
essentially what Yaya did. So she mentions like, you know, cosplay doing guesswork, cosplay prints, um, vlogging and streaming, stuff like podcasting, which is what I'm doing, um, like blogging, writing convention reports. Um, she did mention that. Um, you know, she mentioned like um, Stella Chews on her Stella Transform show that she does on caffeine. Um, Becoming ambassadors for companies such as, like, um, the Singer uh, Sewing Company. Um, being, like, the official, like, character for a company such as, um, you know, I got here. Um, <coughs> oh, boy. Early morning, guys. <laughs> um, I'm looking at uh, Cosware Sony Arlen who was the official uh, Sombra from Overwatch when the character was debuted at a previous BlizzCon. I'm just, like, rapid-firing, like, flipping through the book. But, um... Yeah, she goes about, like, trademarking and registering, like, your logos and your brand. And, like, towards the back of the book, um, she gives out, like, these... This, this list of like resources you could use for cosplay, like all these various websites. Um, so really, I like I enjoyed reading every minute of this book, and I would highly recommend it to any like cosplay enthusiast or anyone that's interested in maybe leveling up their cosplay game or their cosplay skill set because um. You know, Yaya did a fantastic job writing this book, and, um, yeah, I just, like, <laughs> oh, man, I'd love to get her on the show at some point. I think it would be awesome. Of course, it'll, it'll probably be difficult, because I don't know what the hell I would talk about. Considering if I wanted to do, like, a long-form interview, I mean, I got all the information right here in this book. Um... I guess it would have to be about a con that she went to. But, um, yeah, let's take a look here. Um, yeah, I hopefully I covered everything regarding like the two online conventions, um, that happened and how they have proven to potentially be a game changer in how. Conventions are run amidst this current pandemic. Um, hopefully that gave you guys some incentive to maybe check out the news as far as like what happened during these cons. Maybe check out their websites. Um, it was just all very, to me, maybe other people have their gripes. To me, it was all very organized, very concise, all kept into their own little spaces, like their websites. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next Metaverse during uh nycc's supposed weekend and um you know highly recommend uh yaya han's book if you want to go grab it on amazon or barnes noble or whatever you can probably find it um you can even grab it on her website and uh get a free print out of it and have it all autographed and whatnot yeah that's something i gotta do i gotta get the, i gotta get the thing autographed next time i'm at a con where she's guesting at but um yeah, I think that's going to wrap up uh, this episode. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, 
again, like, you know, the, the blog posts are going to be, I hope there won't be a hiatus with my blog again, but I mean, it's just been very difficult to find new outfits to um, feature, considering there's no conventions going on, so I'd have to do a little bit more digging as far as previous outfits or like other new cosplayers that I haven't featured yet. And I'm still doing my best in trying to secure guests. Um, I feel like I have two set for September. Based on talking with them and them explaining that, you know, they're kind of busy like right now, but they should be freed up sometime in September. Um, I mean, I'm hoping maybe to get a couple more Um like, I'm trying to get in contact with um, Bloodthirsty Beauty again to get a nice conversation going regarding um, how creators are dealing with quarantine. Um, I know uh, Vanity Fox said she would be do down to do an episode with me once um, she has her personal um, issues all currently sorted out. Um, just other guests, I mean... You got Daniel Ballou. I'm hoping to um, book and just, just a little matter waiting game and me always being worried that I'm being annoying to them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you all uh, on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to leave a review and feedback. You can also support the show through Anchor's listener support or on my Patreon, patreon.com slash lightningpalace. For more cosplay news and coverage, visit the Lightning Palace on Blogspot and follow Lightning Palace on Twitter and Instagram. See you all next time.